Hello, hello, hello. Here we are again. If it's your first time, my name is Kai and I use the pronouns she, her, or they, them, and this is See Us, a show where we talk about things happening at the CUS, meet some cool people, and really talk about the experience of being a student at Solder. Welcome back. If you have been here before, how have you been? I hope your summer has been treating you all right because personally, I've been on a little bit of a roller coaster. But you know what? Everyone loves roller coasters, right? This is not true. I have put people on roller coasters before that they did not want to be on and they were really upset at me. So don't do that. Not everyone loves roller coasters. Anyway, for me right now, the feeling is really the end of summer. It's getting closer and closer and there's this kind of tension like a historical era is about to pass. This pandemic, it's we're just going to be back in person and... The weirdest thing is that I know, as we will do in the nature of humans, we will just move on. You know, we've gone past a year and a half just like that, and definitely things will be weird at first. Like, nobody's going to remember how to interact with other humans. There are going to be days at the start where you show up to your morning class and no one's there because they all forgot they had like an hour commute and had to actually get up and get dressed and stuff. But... We will find a new normal, just like we have in the pandemic, and we're going to get back to it. But before we get to that new normal, you've got a month left in summer, so go do something crazy. I feel personally like I'm at the top of that roller coaster ride right now. It's been a climb to get here. So for the next little bit, I just want to enjoy the ride down. So take action. That is my beautiful segue to talk about this month's episode, by the way. Taking action. I want to talk about the impact of individual action and what I think it means to make a difference. In a little bit, you'll be listening to me interviewing Divya Yalamraju, an awesome incoming fourth year who is co-directing the UBC Social Enterprise Club and is also using their experiences and their business education to help out nonprofit organizations. Afterwards, come listen to me ramble for a little bit. I'm going to talk about my own journey with taking action, how I've fallen flat on my face, and somehow keep managing to stumble to the finish line. And really, as long as you get to that finish line, that's the only thing that matters, right? Anyway, before we get on to such exciting topics, allow me to briefly hit you with your fun monthly dose of what the CUS has been up to. All right, let's get right into it. Not a whole lot of stuff this month, just mostly things that I've already talked about in previous months, but updates on them. I've got three things from the CUS and then three quick things from the AMS that I think are worth noting. First one is the contract for the CUS website is finally signed and ready to go. And the big thing that I wanted to point out is that there was a lot of learning taken away from last year where there was an issue with a service contract that was bought over but ended up losing a lot of money for the CUS because promises were made that weren't kept. This year, a lot of the payments are being made in the contract so that it's very staged and so that they can actually recuperate a lot of the costs if things don't go as expected. The number two thing is a policy regarding JDC West, which I've talked a little bit about before, but essentially external students that are not part of Solder will now have to pay a percentage of the CUS fee if they want to join JDC or if JDC wants to hire them. And this is just to add a little bit more equity because some portion of the CUS fees do go into JDC. And so it was a little unfair that certain students were able to join the service without having paid those fees. And so this is just an attempt to 
balance that out. The third thing, though, is something that's super exciting for all college students, and that is a new coffee machine at the student lounge. Worst thing about this is that if you did like to use the student lounge, now it's going to be even more overrun because everyone is going to be trying to get the new coffee machine and it's going to be way harder to find a place to study. Those are just a couple of quick things from the COS. I also have some exciting news from the AMS and just a little bit of information about all the first year orientation things. And it is confirmed that it is going to be a hybrid model of some online and some in-person events. Not a whole lot of more specific details have come up other than that. That being said, I've spoken with some people who are working on first year orientations and they are definitely working really, really hard to try and accommodate all the possible situations that might occur in the next term because certain things have quite a little bit of uncertainty still and there's going to be a huge number of variation regarding international students coming in and who actually gets to join the first year orientations. So I'm interested to see how they pull off the hybrid model coming next term. My final two pieces of news concern the AMS Nest. The first thing is that it's open. So if you want to go swing by, just be sure to bring your mask because it is staying open on the condition that it is mask mandatory to be in there. And the second thing, which might pique your interest even more to go to the Nest, is that they're upgrading their AC unit, which I really feel is like the pickup line of the summer. You kind of text someone, you're like, hey, you want to come over? I got AC. And then we all just rush in there which combined with the news about the new coffee machine in the student lounge is going to make it absolutely wonderful to try and get a decent spot to study. Fortunately, I've got some of my own secret favorite spots to study. My favorite one is... Yeah, yeah, I'm not actually going to tell you those things. I had to work really hard to find my favorite places to study. And so if you're coming in, you need to go explore for yourself. Obviously, the other option is you could find senior students that are nicer than me and are willing to tell you theirs, but come on, is it really that fun of a secret study spot if you weren't the one to find it yourself? Go explore. Exploring the campus is fun and you will see so many cool things if you just walk around. It's a huge campus and especially for the first and second years coming in, if it's your first time on there, it is a really fun walk just to go and see what's there. And with that, I want to conclude our short and sweet segment of Eyes on the CUS and really get into our coffee chat right away. See you then. Hello, hello, and welcome to the coffee chat of this episode. So today's episode is all about the power of your own choices and actions. And so I was really excited to be able to have someone on who spent a lot of her time here at Sauter getting involved with work that she's really passionate about. Without further ado, Divya, would you like to introduce yourself, uh, your name, pronouns, you know, where you are at Sauter? And I'd love if we could get something, you know, a little bit to know you more as a person, but like not work related, just to know you, right? So take it away. Yeah, for sure. I'm so excited to be here. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Divya, as Kai has mentioned. My pronouns are they, them, and she, her. Um, I'm currently a fourth year in Solder, specializing in human resources, business technology management, and sustainability and social impact, which is really crazy to think about because it's been an amazing four years in Solder, um, and I'm not really excited to have it uh, end. So something about me outside of school is I'm really big on painting, reading, writing. I found that this past year over COVID, it was just a great way to like 
learn more about myself and kind of get my thoughts out onto paper or in different artistic forms. Um, currently, let's see, I'm reading Six of Crows, which is a really great fantasy thriller. So if you're into that, I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Another book to add to my like ever growing infinite book list of things to read. I'm just like, I will get to this. I will get, I just, I can't get through all of these things. I want to read everything, but oh my God, girl, it's so hard. Uh, yeah. Well, also, are you, you're graduating in your fourth year. Are you finishing already? Um, actually, I'm, I'm taking five years, but okay. I, it, it's just weird because like we're near the end mm, and I, yeah. I feel it all coming to a close. <laughs> no, like I feel the same way because I'm in my fourth year as well. I was going to be like, I was going to say I was really sad because I love seeing you in our classes. Like yeah. every now and then I'll be like, oh, hey, Divya's in this class. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we work together, maybe we chat more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. glad to know I've got you around for like one more year. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's let's jump into a little bit more of the, the questions I have for you today. Uh, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about some of your experiences because you've done a lot of things. I know right now you're the co-director of the UBC Social Enterprise Club. You've also done some like pro bono consulting work uh, and we're doing some internship stuff, you know, this summer, just, you know, kind of getting a sense to what you've been up to, you know, take it away wherever you want to start. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So I guess we'll start with um, SEC. So actually, um, I just this recent past election for like the clubs and stuff, uh, club execs. I'm co-president now with my amazing, amazing friend, Emmeline. Um, and we're super excited for this year. We're planning so many different things and sorting out other club stuff uh, with CUS, which is so exciting. We're having a mentorship program soon. So just remember to look at that uh, during the school year. I'm also working as an intern at Portrait Med Spa. So they basically connect nurses and help them kind of create their own business while taking care of like legal stuff, compliance stuff. And I'm working as a marketing intern right now, which it is different from my majors, but I think it's so useful because firstly, I get to be the lead on a lot of, a lot of projects because it's such a small company and I'm learning so many things that are applicable to um, HR and BTM. And lastly, I'm working as a pro bono consultant for um, Ethos Consulting, which is a student-run uh, consulting business. And we only consult social enterprises and nonprofits, which has been really, really, really great. I'll be coming up on my one-year anniversary, I guess, of working with them. I love that you talked about that, that working experience with a smaller company. I've been working with a small company myself. Yes. It's so amazing at the breadth of things you get. Like you, like here's your job title, but like here's all the things that you get to learn and do. And it's so awesome to have that experience. Yeah, it's great. And I think a lot of times people are like, oh, it's a small company. Like I'm not going to get what I need, but you do. I feel like you get even more than like when what you would get at a big company, which is why I love it so much. So if there's any opportunity for an internship, take it. Doesn't matter the size of the company. I fully agree. Uh, but going on into a little bit more of the nonprofit and social enterprise side, because I'm really excited about that. Uh, first, tell us what sparked your interest in the nonprofit sector and social enterprise work in general. Yeah, so I think I've always been interested in like helping people and the environment. Both my parents are doctors, so I've kind of grown up around them, you know, always helping people, always being really like a pillar and leader of the community. And I guess I didn't really know the exact term for like nonprofit social enterprise back in high school. I did some volunteer work at like local hospital at um, a nonprofit in India for some time when I went to school there. 
And, you know, like after coming to solder and researching more about UBC, I realized how big sustainability was not only in like UBC and solder, but in Vancouver as a whole. And, you know, after like taking a lot more classes, talking to people, I just understood that my, this is where my passion lied. And this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Just help people because science definitely was not my strong suit. Medicine was never in my life path, hundred percent, but I've always wanted to help people like my parents. And I think it's not only better for like the people we're helping, but just the community, the earth, this planet is so beautiful and we're ruining it. And I really want to do something to help it and help the people. Did you ever feel like this kind of tension between the things that you wanted to do uh, versus things that were maybe expected of you? Like, oh, you're you're doing this. Like, oh, why aren't you doing this? Why am I not doing that? And, and feeling that kind of stress? Yeah. So I think a little bit, especially, you know, in first year coming to solder, I, I'm surrounded by all these amazing people with all these amazing accomplishments. And, you know, I'm sure as everyone felt that year, I just felt really that imposter syndrome of like, am I really supposed to be here? Is this what I want to do? Thankfully, I can say my parents always supported me in whatever I, I did. And the fact that they don't really have that much knowledge on like this industry, it kind of like let, let me take the lead on what I wanted to do. Um, and I think there's such a great support system in solder. And I've met so many great people. And I know even though there was some tension between, oh, is this what I want to do? I know like in the end, everything will work out. That's awesome. Really glad to hear yeah. that it was that it really was a great experience. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about SEC. How did you become a part of it? Uh, for, for those wondering, SEC is the Social Enterprise Club. But yeah, how did you become a part of it? And what inspired you to take on the role of co-director this year? Yeah, so um, I actually first became a part of SEC in my second year. And it was actually just because I needed to get involved. And I was interested in social enterprise and a bunch of my friends had exec positions already and they were saying you should definitely join this is right up your alley so you know I applied as a conference director first and I got it yay uh, I helped plan the annual conference that SEC puts on every year and it was just such a good experience because I got to talk to those real people and I got to chat with so many amazing social entrepreneurs and see you know the challenges they're facing and how they overcame those challenges just for the greater good of like the community. And so the next year, the year after that, I decided to be conference co-chair. So I was like head of the conference team. And that was also really great because I got to, you know, kind of put my leadership skills to the test. And it was really difficult because this year, we, this past year, we were all online. So it was it, it was difficult navigating that switch to being online, but me and my team who were amazing and still are, they were so supportive of everything. And we just put on a really great conference. And now uh, as in my fourth year, I'm finally co-chair, or sorry, co-president with Evelyn, as I mentioned. And we really want to make some changes and kind of make more events that are for students. We want to really see that impact and see more people getting into this social entrepreneurship space because it's for everyone, you know, regardless of your age, your gender, your, your faculty, you know, uh, SEC is for everyone, not just solder students. And I think that's, I actually did a really brief stint for one of the conferences at SEC. And I had so much fun attending because I got to see the range of people and the range of like delegates that came to the conference, I think that event, it was 
there was it was Suscredible. Suscredible was the, the, the CEO. Uh, yeah. CEO of Suscredible was the keynote speaker. And that was a, so if you don't know, Suscredible is a company that takes waste products from beer and turns them into cookies. And that was actually founded by a Sauter alum, if I'm correct, right? Yes. Uh, and hearing his story of how he, you know, had all these opportunities to go into, get, make a lot of money, kind of going back to himself and thinking, what do I actually care about? What, what do I want to do? What is my impact that I want to leave on this, on this earth? And having this idea was sustainable and taking it and running with it and finding the success that he did, that was really inspiring to hear and really inspiring to know that you can go into social enterprise work really as anyone and, and succeed. Yeah, for sure. And like, so like even our SEC alums, like we have Kara Skill from Scotland actually, and she came over as an exchange student and like joined the club when she was here and she now has her own social enterprise. So I think SEC just allows you to see the many paths that may, you may have not known were open to you. Do you think that as business students, we have a little bit more of a responsibility to be conscious about the impact that we have and kind of the work that we choose to do? Yes, of course we do. Like, I mean, I think everyone does, but as business students, we're kind of being put face to face with the problem because, you know, most of the time it is the corporations that we work for that are the problem. And I think by being aware of, you know, the impact we have on the community and the environment as a whole, we can really come up with solutions to, to these problems. I think it's also important to say that you can always be more conscious about your impact, no matter like where you work and whether that be in a major company or a smaller one, you can make a positive impact by just changing your like daily habits, you know? And I, I think it is very important. I think that's one thing that I have always tried to stress to people is making a difference and making an impact isn't like go change the world. It's go yeah. make an immediate difference to the people around you. Go make your immediate lives like a little bit better. And that effect kind of grows and, and grows outwards. Exactly. Um, well, thank you very much. I want to do a little bit of a pivot and, you know, listen to a little bit of what you have to say about ethos consulting, because I'm really interested. I actually don't know a lot about it. Something like a student-run pro bono consulting, just tell me everything. Yes, of course. So yes, we are student-run, created and founded by Matt, who also um, is in Sauter. He's also a fourth year. Um, and we're actually based in both Toronto and Vancouver. And we only work with nonprofits and social enterprises just because we really want to see the impact we're making. And I think with these nonprofits and social enterprises, a lot of the time they don't have so many funds to, you know, like get like real consultants and see where they can improve. So I think it's really great. And I can just like take you through the process of how we kind of like find clients and get to from the beginning to like solving their problems. Yeah, just, just give a quick rundown of maybe maybe an example client that you've had and kind of the story of, of that, you've, that you've had with them, taking them through and what that's been like. Yeah, so I can't really mention names, but um, we worked with a like multinational music-based nonprofit who was providing music education to those who needed like to schools and stuff. So basically we kind of cold emailed them. This is like Matt kind of does all the behind the scenes stuff. So he cold emailed them and you know, I guess they, they replied, so there's some back and forth. And then we all, the entire team meets with the client to just understand what problems they're having and, you know, what exactly they want us to work on. And so we can create a scope of work for, for us and for the client. 
and then we have a bunch of team meetings to kind of divide up the work and discuss how we want to solve these challenges and we usually divide up the work and then we do our research so we do like a round one research meet again talk over the research and then around two and so we're also continuously meeting with the clients for updates on both ends of the projects after so our like end goal is basically to make like a powerpoint presentation or a report for the nonprofit or a social enterprise and so usually that's where it ends but sometimes there's a round two to go over you know any more challenges that they want yeah and it's really great because we've kept in contact with these nonprofits and social enterprises and they also um, you know help get our name out and add credibility to ethos I would love to hear if you had like a favorite experience of you being there and just maybe what your best takeaway from the work has been. Oh man, I feel like there's so many good experiences there. I think the thing that I'm really happy about is just how great our team is. We all get along so well and, you know, we're all not in the same faculty, which is nice to get, you know, those different experiences. And, you know, they've taught me how to look at a problem from kind of all sides I guess another favorite experience would just be like working with the nonprofits and the social enterprises and seeing like the impact that we've made on them, you know, whatever community they're working with. And it just gives me some hope that, you know, there's actual people out there working towards, you know, bettering the community and the environment. And I can be a part of that um, indirectly by helping them, you know, solve some organizational problems. That's really awesome. Uh, I wanted also to ask you if you had any goals about the type of future work that you wanted to do, if you had any like big career aspirations. And I actually, to be honest, I really don't like asking people what their dream job, because that's so nebulous and hard to answer. But if there's anything that you want to see yourself doing, right, or you think that you'll fall into. For sure. So I think like in the short term, I want to go to grad school for journalism. I've always been interested in writing and I just think writing is such a great medium to, you know, educate people about, you know, the impact they're making and what, like the ways they can change that impact into something positive. And I think alongside, you know, like having a business and sustainable degree, um, I'll just have a real, real opportunity to create change. Um, And also, I don't think I can ever stay in one place, you know, I I think journalism will be a great opportunity to help different communities around the world. Um, And then long term, I know I'd love to create a social enterprise or, you know, a nonprofit that directly impacts the community I end up in. Um, I just want to give back because I'm, you know, I'm so privileged to like have an education and to learn about all these things. I want other people to have that same access to. Do you have any advice for for students listening about how to get into social enterprise work especially the very start because i think at the very beginning it feels like how do i how do i get started with this where do i go how do i get involved any kind of advice there yeah i it's definitely was intimidating for me the first time but honestly joining uh social the social enterprise club really really helped and you know whether that means being a member or a part of the exec- executive team we provide so many different opportunities for students to start their own social enterprise journey and you know talk to real people who are actually social entrepreneurs and it's just i think it's better to have a one-on-one face-to-face conversation with someone who has that real world experience because it can kind of help you create you know like a path in your mind that you want to take 
and go to the sustainability conferences. I know um, SEC plugs a bunch other than our own. And there are so many opportunities to network and get your name out. And I know UBC also has a sustainability website, which is sustain.ubc.ca. And they have so, so, so many great opportunities for you to start your sustainability uh, journey there. Um, and Ethos also is another great option. We are hiring this coming September for consultants. So if you're interested in both consulting and social impact, I think it would be a great opportunity. That is definitely something that's really exciting. As someone that does a lot of kind of socially oriented consulting work myself, like the consulting industry is such a fun one to get into because it's really like solving problems. You get to see little bits and pieces of different industries, different companies, how they're handling things, and then kind of dive in and just go for it and learn. So if that's something that really speaks to you, consulting might be might be your your, your gig, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you're like more interested in sustainability, there's the sustainability and social impact concentration. And, you know, you don't have to like actually take all the courses, but they do have a list of courses that count for electives. So if you are interested in that, it's also another great option. And just talk to your profs and TAs. I feel like they can always help. Totally agree. We're kind of wrapping up. I would love to ask you just the final question very, I, I asked this to a lot of the guests that I get on here, and it was just what it really means to you to be a student here at Sauter, what kind of student culture you're hoping to see at Sauter, and just what is the, the impact that you really hope to have here? Yeah, in terms of like the student culture, I, I just want one of like accountability, transparency, and education on topics like diversity and sustainability. These are the things that are becoming more important more and more important in the world, in corporations, to consumers. And I think kind of learning that, um, you know, baseline is what will help us succeed. But, you know, accountability, transparency, uh, education that really starts from the top. But I'm really hoping that, you know, they, they do work more towards it. I know they have a diversity like council, I guess. And, you know, we had Rebecca, our amazing, amazing prof, who's the head. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where that goes. And, you know, I just think in general, as a BCom student, it's so exciting to be part of the generation that, you know, is kind of starting the movement towards sustainability and making a bigger, more positive impact on the world. And it's just exhilarating to think about how many opportunities that we're going to have to, like, actually create change once we, once we graduate. Yeah, I have been really, really privileged to actually get to have sat on the, those meetings of the Inclusion Council. Oh, it is going it's going slowly, admittedly, but it is going, right? And that's the thing that I think that change is something that comes slow, but we want it fast. Like we want things to yeah. happen. Uh, but I will say that the experience that I had uh, with one of the first year new ethics courses that I got to TA, the amount of impact and the amount of drive that I see in some of like the younger students to really be part of that first generation, like you said, so exciting, so exciting. Yeah, I think it's, it's just great. Like we have all these amazing minds in just one place and it's so amazing to see all the different perspectives. I'm so excited to see, you know, where all my classmates and all my underclassmen, you know, go in the world because I know we're gonna do such a great job wherever we are. Well, I fully agree, and I am so excited to see where you end up eventually, right? And so we'll definitely keep, keep in touch and keep track of each yes. other there. With that, we're going to come to a little bit of a close. Thank you so much for, you know, taking the time out to come talk to me. Do you have any closing words that you'd like to say before we close the segment? 
no, but you know, if you ever see me in the hallway or like if you find me on LinkedIn, please, please, please feel free to reach out. I love talking to people about uh, sustainability, about solder in general. You know, don't be afraid to say hi. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, I'm really happy. No, it has been my pleasure. And for everyone listening, I will see you in the next segment. There's a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's a bit of an old one, and there are definitely parts of it you can tell were written in the 80s, but it remains as one of the most influential business self-help books really of all time. There's a quote in there, and I'm probably butchering it a little, but it's something along the lines of, don't wait for life to happen to you, you need to happen to it. I know it seems tacky. It feels like something you would read on Instagram, something written in like really pretty soft cursive. The background would be a waterfall or some bright forest somewhere. And it would totally be misattributed to Maya Angelou or Gandhi, some, somebody really important. It would be like said by XX important person. Anyway, not that Stephen Covey isn't an important person, but you know what I mean. Anyway, with the end of summer getting scarily, scarily close, I couldn't help but remember that because how much stuff had I wanted to do in these few months and how much won't I actually do because I kept waiting. I kept waiting for something to happen. What thing? I, I don't know. Maybe I needed the sun to be just a little bit brighter. Maybe I felt like sleeping in a little bit that day. Maybe I was just waiting for someone else to come pick me up and walk the first few steps with me. But the realization has hit me that it doesn't matter what I was waiting for, just that I stop waiting. Go do it. Insert Shia LaBeouf clip. Yesterday you said tomorrow, so just do it. Grr. Now, I have always been a little bit of a just do and think later type of person. When I started CUS Pride, when I helped create CUS Equity, when I decided to mostly run a solo podcast, I'd see a situation and I'd think, something should be done here. And then I go, screw it, let's do it. Absolutely none of these things have gone as I planned them to. Half of those things are still going exactly how I don't plan them. And especially recently, there have been times I've gotten really down on myself. You start to get scared about what your own abilities even are, and you lose confidence. Especially me, I get caught up in this idea like you could be doing so much more that you end up just not doing anything. And the thing that has really broken to me in the last few days is that there are really two parts to this. The first thing is learning to forgive yourself. Yes, I didn't meet a lot of my goals. Yes, I let some people down, but I was going through some really rough times. And we were all were going through really rough times. We were all stuck inside for a pandemic. Those are literally the definition of rough times. So give yourself some slack. The second thing, though, is stop making that excuse. It sounds counterintuitive, but you need to forgive yourself. Be realistic. Yes, it was hard times. But if you keep making that excuse and don't move on, then nothing happens. Yeah, things kind of sucked. But right now, it's up to me if I want them to keep sucking or if I want to get better. If I need help, it's up to me to ask for it. Shout out to AMS Student Benefits, $1,000 in mental health coverage for all students. Get yours today. That's not a joke. I know I said it like a joke, but like really go do it. 
because it's up to me and it's up to us. If we want to move on and keep trying to do better, it's up to us to do that. No one else is going to pick us up and throw us into the suddenly we're better stage. Now, I didn't want to get too preachy on you, but who am I kidding? The moment I started recording, I knew that this podcast was going to go super, super self-help. It was going to just be like motivational vibes. And you know what? It's too late. Where was I? Oh yeah, motivational stuff. What haven't you done this summer? Why haven't you done it? In fact, no, the, ignore the second one because it doesn't matter why you haven't done it. What matters is that you just go do it. You have a month left, a little over 31 days. There isn't the time to not go do it. Just go do it. What is the worst that could happen? You could mess up and look like a total idiot and fail completely and fall flat on your face. But that isn't the worst thing. Trust me, the worst thing is that school starts up again and you regret that you missed the chance to even try, right? There's hikes that maybe you wanted to go explore. Maybe you wanted to explore a new place in Vancouver. Maybe you wanted to spend more time with your family. Maybe you wanted to start and read a couple of books. There were a lot of books that were on your to-read list and you just didn't get around to it because you were too busy with this and that. Go do those things. You've got some time. I know a lot of us are working, but it's going to be a lot better to do now than when we get back into school and you get into this inconsistent rush of stuff that just keeps flying at you because that's what university really is. Now, as much as I said I was going for the self-help vibe, I don't want the whole episode to be like that. I think it's just a little too pretentious, you know? I want to tie it back to being a student at Solder because... I mean, we are in the segment, hashtag together at solder. It's a good time to start thinking about what you want to do next year. Obviously, like I said, make the best of your summer, but why stop there? If this last year has taught us anything, it's that there's a lot of crap happening in the world, and I'm not naive enough to tell you that you can go change the world, you need Santa Ono for that, but I do think that you are going to arguably the best business university in Canada. And if people like us aren't doing anything about the world we live in, we really have to reevaluate our values a little. Now, when I say to do something, to take action, don't start big. In fact, actually do not start big. Start really small. Go take a course that talks about sustainability or social issues, right? Bonus points if you go outside of solder to like arts, they have such amazing, amazing courses that I know a lot of times you think this isn't applicable to my career. Total lies. Arts courses teach you how to think. It's all about thinking critically. It's all about exploring the different sides of an issue and thinking about how different parts work together in the grand scheme of things and being able to create an argument. And those are all things that are going to make such a difference between you and someone else that just did all of the business courses. Like, oh, I am such a great business student. But if you can't think critically about what business you're trying to do and why are you trying to do it, it's really hard to kind of step out of that. So go learn. You're at a university. You're at one of the best universities in Canada. You have so many resources to learn such amazing things. Go take them. There are more things you can do other than learning. For example, if you really want to get involved, go research clubs that you're interested in, that you think are doing cool work, and go volunteer when you get to school. Or if you're coming back, you're already in a club, 
start to think about ways that you can support your local communities, support creators, support businesses. Maybe you need to buy things for a club event. Think about where are you buying from and where can I put the money that we're buying this to a good cause. Beyond all these things though, is two A-list priorities for everybody and that should be taking care of each other and taking care of yourself. Especially because this is gonna be a absolutely wild year that's gonna have a really rough start. I mean, half of the people on campus haven't even been there before. It's gonna be a whole new world for so many people. So really we're gonna need to do our best to support each other. University is hard enough without having to adjust from being online. So absolutely, if this is going to be one of your first years on campus, start small and really have a little fun. You're going to be having an amazing experience. University is really that time for you to start thinking more about yourself, start figuring out who you are. And having that experience, especially in the first two years, is really something that I recommend to most people. There's always time to get seriously involved. I didn't get really into a lot of things until my third year. I spent the first two years just having a lot of fun, thinking and learning more about myself. And that's something I definitely recommend people to do. Of course, that's not to say if you do have something that you really want to go for, then just totally go for it. But be careful about putting too much strain on your academic life because that can be a bit of adjustment. And don't put too much of a strain on that fun university experience that really first two years are kind of about. Go enjoy that. And on that note, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Pretentious fourth year tries to be motivational. Uh, This episode really was partially driven by the fact that I kind of had to hype myself up. It's going to be a crazy month for myself too, and next year is really exciting and really scary. So this episode was all about me trying to give myself the energy to really get back out there, and hopefully I gave some of y'all a little bit of that energy too. Other than that, looking forward to seeing everyone next month. Bye-bye!